It was a bit because I know you hate that Mason and Ireland talk about run differentials, so I snuck it in there just to upset you. Clearly mission accomplished. accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. There you go. What I else mean, can you do? Can you get some winning lottery tickets for us? I mean, today is uh, there's a big jackpot in the Mega yeah, what Millions is it? today. What's it's like it 390 right million or something ridiculous. You like know, that. I'm glad you just mentioned it too because it's that it's the kind of thing that you see early in the day and you're like, you know, I'm I got to get, get some one lottery of those. tickets, right? Yeah. And then as the day goes on and other things get in your way, you're like, gosh darn it, I forgot. So I was gonna win. That happened to me actually because I got back from um, a hike today around like 2:15 or so. And I said, oh, you know what? Um, before we start the show, I'm going I'm to go. I'll just go to the gas station and, and just buy a, a ticket. You know what I mean? And just, like, see what happens, right? Because it's $402 million. So, um, you know, hell, I could buy a piece of a team or something like that. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, piece. You're not buying it. I mean, I could buy not maybe, a, like, an MLS team. Not a good team, though, right? Right. Not I could buy, like, an MLS team. Like, yeah, I, not, I, I, not LAFC, right? Like, maybe the Galaxy. I think you could buy any MLS team for four hundred and two million pretty easily. I would say, but I would um, say it's probably about the number just to get in now for an expansion team. They're yeah. looking at like four hundred million right now. Yeah, four hundred million. Yeah. yeah. Can I get like the Pasadena FC team? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they go for a third LA team. Like maybe if you went to like Orange County, you could you could finagle that perhaps. Orange well, County is kind of expensive. I'm trying to find. Well, so is Pasadena, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not cheap either. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of old money. Does Pasadena, in Pasadena even have a hood? Is there a hood in Pasadena? Oh, yeah, man. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real because I'm trying to figure out where the hoods are, man. Oh, no. Where's man. the hood? No, no. Anything, I guess, I'm trying to think of like the, the is it north, south, east, or west? I would say like older, like, like Pasadena. Where can I possibly get shot at in Pasadena? No, South Pass oh. is. What I South Pass is like the frou frou area. Um, I'm talking about like, kind of the 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 north of the 210, just kind of like and like. I'm trying to think. Is it west? You know, yeah, it. west of Lake. I would Listeners, say. Listeners, if you live in the hood in Pasadena, no, no, Ryan call us Hollins, up. Ryan Hollins, call us Pasadena, up. man. Like we talked, and I lived there. Ryan Hollins ain't hood. What are you talking about? That ain't hood. He talking complete sentences and got all his teeth and stuff. He ain't hood. Oh. I'm talking about where things may get a little dicey after there's 10 o'clock areas, at night. Look, there's areas <laughs> in every part of every major city or, you know, that, that things get dicey. But, um, but yeah. If you're from I would, the hood in Pasadena, pass a hood or whatever you call yourself, hit us up. I want to know. I want to know. I'm just saying that there, look, there are parts of Pasadena where there's some old money. And there's some parts of Pasadena where it just looks old. You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you. I hear you. I just, I want to know where the sweet potato pies are being sold in Pasadena. I want to know where the Mickeys are being sold and the wild Irish roses are still being sold in Pasadena. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. George, you got that I, place? Do you, do you know where to do that? Where to get those products in who, Pasadena? Me? Yeah. Who, who, you're, do I know? Yeah. Do you know where to go? Uh no, I don't no, actually. No, me neither. Yeah. I, I got nothing yeah. for you, LZ. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Um, but I you know, you know Mace, I lived there for Mace a couple would probably years. know, right? Mace would probably know, right? Uh, oh hell, kind no. of, kind of his thing. I mean, are we serious <laughs> with that? I mean, if you drive down like Orange Grove, wait, um, wait, wait, West Pasadena, Fair Oaks, and Washington. Ooh. Yeah, if you drive oh. down, right, if you drive Ooh. down, like, to the west, that's what I said, north of the 210, right. west side of the pa- of Pasadena, like, okay. yeah, there's some parts of Pasadena that, you know, aren't what you think Pasadena are. Okay, all right, I'm, I didn't know, I'm just trying to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. A buddy of mine just texted me, he said that there are blood gangs in Pasadena, Denver Lanes, you will get shot. Wait, so <laughs> I'm just, I'm All just right. man. I don't know that. anything about that. I ain't uh, messing with any of that stuff. Well, the way you <laughs> said it though sounded like really. Um, I don't, like I'm just repeating. Town. I don't know. I'm just I just remember. <laughs> I was with my boy. Okay, uh, here's what I'll tell you, LZ. There's what? a Roscoe's in Pasadena. Okay, it was literally like a mile and a half from where I lived. Roscoe's been gentrified though, man. Oh come Roscoe's on, Roscoe's chicken man. and waffles. We, Roscoe's huh? chicken and waffles. I'm just That's saying. What you talking about? Yeah, man. There's like soul food restaurants and like foo foo Scottsdale right now. That don't I mean, mean they no, want but, us but here. That, but Scottsdale. I mean, nobody, nobody <laughs> thinking of Scottsdale as like <laughs> something that's like, you know, Scottsdale's like a new city in Arizona, basically. No, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying we got a soul food restaurant out here. Now I won't go to it 
because that soul doesn't look soulful to me, but, you know, yeah. it's here. Yeah, north I, of the this, 210, LZ, is okay. what I was saying. North to the 210, um, you know, it, it's an older part of town, is what I would say. I, I, I just want to check it out. I remember I was with uh, uh, Joaquin when he was still with the Bulls, and um, we were in conversations about some of the uh, anti-gang violence um, things that he was involved with, so I was like, yo, I want to roll with you. He's like, cool, bet. So we're in the streets and we just, you know, talking to people and doing the thing or whatever. And it started to get a little dark. And old dude, one of Joe Keem's boys rolled up and was like, hey, yo, man, it's about time for you to get out of here. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why? What's happening? What's going on? And it was like, yeah, man, it's about time for us to wrap this up. <laughs> So I'm trying to find that spot. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Where it's time I mean, for me to wrap it up. The way you just <laughs> described your your response, like, why? What's the problem? Is there something wrong? Should I know? That sounds because like I'm really, something that I would have said. Well, uh, I'm really comfortable in those environments. And at times, I don't think about the socioeconomic difference, right? Like, Joaquin wasn't uncomfortable, but he's a multimillionaire athlete. So he's just inherently a target, whether he's comfortable or not. So I was coming from the perspective of I wasn't uncomfortable just because it was getting dark. But then it be, then I was like, oh, yeah, he he different. <laughs> he shouldn't just be hanging out like that because he's not just with his boys. He also could potentially be a target. You know, we know, obviously, um, stories about NBA players being robbed of their jewelry and things like that. So that's why I, I was saying about NBA players. Didn't Yasiel Puig get robbed during the World Series one year? I think that was yeah, but he wasn't at the house, right? Yeah, well, he was they at, just yeah. robbed his no, house. No, no, he was at the stadium. Yeah. Right, his house got robbed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The robbers right. were smart. They're like, we know he's not there. Yeah. 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 Something to be said about having your schedule public like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> For like 160-some games out of the year. Yeah. Right. So a also, third of your life is broadcast. Where are you going to be at and when? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's why like those really inexpensive security cameras that even dummies like me can actually put together – those are good things to have, even if you don't turn them on. I mean, they just dissuade people, I think. Like, oh, security camera. All right, they got me. All right, I'm out of here. I, mean, I don't know if people hook them up or not, but you buy them at Costco, and, and really just the average dummy can actually do it themselves, believe it or not. So, so Board Toe Tears, I think it's Toe Tears, said, Hood in Pasadena, west, lake of, or west of Lake above Washington, you can get some sweet potato pie and shot all at the same time. That's what I'm talking about, dog. Well, maximizing that, your time there you go I told you. that's about the general area i told you so yeah you can do sweet that. potato pie is so good and most people don't even understand how good it is and when you say to people who don't know sweet potato pie like damn sweet potato pie is bomb they're like ugh, a sweet potato pie like no you don't get what sweet potato pie really is oh, pasadena has some you need to be home after eight o'clock areas Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, there's no doubt. But look, any major part of the like the city, I feel like has that. You know what I mean? Like where there's a lot of people concentrated. Of course, there's going to be that. Like it don't matter what neighborhood you're in. You know, I I feel like in general, there's a lot of places like that. I'm trying to remember how we got here. I just wanted to know where. Oh, yeah. I think that's how we got here. West side, north of the 210. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, the 210 kind of curves. So there's that, too. But but you get my point, generally speaking. Hey, yeah. They got a Roscoe's in Anaheim on Main Boulevard near Disneyland. Bad analogy. And yes, there are bad neighborhoods in Pasadena. I got you, Wesley. But I, I, I kind of, I left Roscoe's alone, man. It was just, it just felt like he was safe <laughs> for some reason. You felt like he was what? He said safe. safe. In what sense? Like, you could say Roscoe's and everyone's like, yeah, that's great. Kind of like saying McDonald's now. Not even like that. Right. Yeah. Roscoe's not as tough a place as it used to be? Um, I mean, it's not about it being tough. It's just about the vibe, like the energy, like the... You just you know, say it's too commercial. Like there are certain Waffle Houses in Atlanta. Some you go to, it's like going, eh. Others you like going, I almost slipped on the floor in that grease. I love this place. <laughs> they haven't cleaned this floor in, in like five years. I love it here. Like yeah, that, Jorge, you know, you've never been to a Roscoe's and you've no, grown up here? Never. It's not Really? Yeah, never. It's... I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I, I'm not craving it, you know? You don't like fried chicken? I, I, I do, but with waffles and all that stuff, nah. I'm nah. Nah. <laughs> not good, my, huh? My, my, you know? Not <laughs> into it. 
Pasadena is great, man. You can get, you know, like I said, you know, you, you've got Roscoe's on Lake and you've got a Vallarta. There's not a lot of, ten, a lot of, par- <laughs> look, man, right? Jorge, you got a Vallarta. There's not everywhere you have a Vallarta. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, so it's look, like. I'd rather go to the Vallarta and get a, get a bowl of pozole than go to Roscoe's, to be honest Ooh. with you. Okay. Ooh, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm. The Vallarta is on Orange Grove. Um, I know that. Um, it is actually right off the 210, now that I think about it. But, What's the uh, number one thing you guys need? And when I say you guys, I'm speaking um, Jorge in terms of, like, in L.A. What do you need to see in order to be like, oh, yeah, this neighborhood is all right, or this area is all right? Taco stand in every corner. Taco stand in every corner. Uh, oh, wait, that is this is all right? Yeah, like, this, that, I, like I feel comfortable here. All right, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> you need that some thought. Is that an off off yeah. air conversation? No, no, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you running for mayor? You got to come up with a game plan here. No, no, no. But just you know, let me get back to you. All right, okay. Give that some Don't thought. Put the man's business out the street. Need? You know what I mean? Like, Your cap. What do you need? <laughs> like you see something and you're like going, okay, I feel like like I share with you guys like in terms of where I would like to purchase real estate. I check out where the library is and its shape, right? In addition to the schools, but the library is important to me. Like, what do you need in order to feel like, I right, this is this is good? That's a good question. You know what I'd like to have nearby? I like to have a grocery store nearby. I like to have like any grocery store. Does it need to be like a Whole Foods or can it be like a John's? Um, it John's, be, which is like McDowell's to McDonald's. You mean they don't use the two all beef patty special sauce and the lettuce cheese? <laughs> no, it's just like Bonds, but it's John's. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's different. You know? <laughs> when I saw that man straight up, yeah, I yeah. pulled over and shopped there because I was just like, I just got to give you props. Just for the name. <laughs> just for I mean? the name. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I have a John's I, next I feel door you. to me. I've been it's... in a John's, too. Just like, I'm going a, I'm to a rep- show you some love. <laughs> I'm going to show you some love. Because you, you went if, from Bonds to John's. If and I you're get bad it. enough to say John's, that I'm bad enough to shop in your John's. Yeah. <laughs> right. They got the golden arches. We have the golden arcs. It's just right. Different. Exactly. It's just it's, that. It's the it's McDowell's just, to McDonald's. Right. Very John's different. To Vons. Nothing wrong with John's. I, this is the closest grocery store to me is a John's. There's nothing wrong with John's. I didn't say anything was wrong with it. It's just you know what let, that let is. Let me tell you something. As someone who grew up on the East Coast, okay, I. L.A. supermarkets, to me, are awesome because you can buy actual liquor in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have no idea what that, how hard that is uh, when you live somewhere else. Like, you guys don't know, like, the rest of the world, for the most part. Like, you can't do that. You got to go to a separate liquor store or you got – hell, when I lived in Connecticut when I was, in, uh, you know, working in Bristol – they had separate damn wine stores, okay? Like, you could they were separate stores just for wine, let alone actual booze. Like, it was insane. So the fact that you can get everything in one place, that just the convenience of that. I don't care if you're called Vons, Johns, Vallarta, uh, you know, what? I don't, what, Northgate. You know, I don't care what your name of your supermarket is, Pavilions, G- uh, Gensler's, or whatever they call that Keep place. Keep going, man. You're doing great. You, I don't sprouts, care. Like, sprouts. Ralph's Sprouts. Yeah. They all, Ralph's. As long as they sell booze, man. That ain't. You don't know how good y'all have it here with supermarkets. Yeah. So I like a grocery store to be close by, LZ. I don't know why, but you asked the question, does it make you feel safe? It makes me feel safe having a grocery store nearby, especially during COVID. I was like, ooh, good. It's close by. I can get there quickly, get in, get out. Got my supplies. I'm home. I don't know why. Well, having a grocery I, I do think store. COVID taught us a lot about stuff like that. The little things you didn't appreciate that you now yeah. appreciate beyond just family, obviously. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Absolutely, man. A- absolutely. Like, I find myself planning more than in years past oh right on you know like while i'm out let me do boom boom and boom it's it's almost as if i thought covid was like the boogeyman trying to get me and i couldn't go back out more than one trip or something (laughs) (laughs) oh look uh the infamous El Milo tweets us and says john's over vons i can get my oxtail at john's that's true oh you can't get oxtail everywhere oxtails oh man yeah can't get that everywhere, so that Pretty is much. fair. Doesn't sound kosher to me. Little oxtail, oxtail soup. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, put some oxtails in your red beans and rice. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, put a cayenne. Yeah. Um, all right, coming up next, we'll actually talk sports, maybe. We will. So there you go. Really? Um, <laughs> for real? No LeBron, <laughs> uh, by the way, so we'll have that for you and just kind of when he will play and all that stuff. And uh, actually, there's an interesting story about LeBron in Sports Illustrated that I wanted to touch uh, with you guys on. So we'll, we'll get to that uh, in a moment, too. Uh, plus, we've got the Kobe giveaway. Uh, we're giving away an autographed book again, right, Greg? 
Yes, not autographed. It's just a book by Kobe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the book. And then if you win the book, then you can be in the uh, running for the autographed basketball that we have. That's correct. correct? Yes, correct. Okay. All right, cool. So we're going to do that in about three minutes. So if you want to line it up, we're going to play Kobe trivia for the book. It's not autographed. It's just the book. And then if you win the book, you're in the running for the autographed Kobe basketball, which is obviously an amazing gift. Um, so hit us up right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. All right, we're going to give away this Kobe book, okay? Pizzoli's and great. What's that? Pizzoli's so good. Yeah, you've that had was just random. A, just good. Just got me thinking about Pizzoli now. Oh, now that uh, Chris mentioned it again. Yeah. Okay. Sounds cool. great. Hey, it's Pozzoli, uh, not Pozzoli. Yeah, yeah. Pozzoli well, sounds Italian. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, I anglicized it. You know? Yeah, you did. You anglicized you did. it. You know? Uh, all right. So to celebrate his legacy, we're giving away a copy of Kobe Bryant's book, "The Mama Mentality: How I Play." And again, if you win the book, you are registered to win the grand prize, which is an autographed. Kobe basketball that we've got that we're going to give away on Friday here on the show. So make sure that you are locked in uh, to try to win these books over the next couple of days because then that's your ticket, basically, to try to win the autographed basketball. So do we have some music we can play here for the little Kobe trivia and just have some fun with it? Okay, I dig, oh, very I dig jazzy. this. I dig this. Nice. Uh, all right, let me see. Who do we have first here? Uh, hold on one second. We have Sonny in Palmdale. Hello, Sonny. How are you? Hey, George. How you guys doing? Excellent, sir. Uh, so here's your first question. You ready? Yeah. What number did Kobe Bryant wear in high school? Uh, 33. That is correct. All right, put that man nice. on hold. Good Put pull. that man on hold. All right. Put that man on hold. Uh, who do we have next, Greg? Because I've got a, too many windows open here. Like, Oliver in L.A. Okay, Oliver in L.A. Oliver, how are you? What's up, fellas? What's up, Oliver? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh... Let me see. I'm trying to find something that's not super duper hard, but not. Uh, all right. Uh, What's Kobe's favorite song? Do you know the answer to that? What was that? Hold what on, Elsie. Kobe- do you know the answer to that? No, I was just curious as what you thought it was going to be. Oh, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't know what number he wore in high school. <laughs> all right. So Kobe. Made 12 three-pointers uh, in a game. It set a record January 7, 2003 against what team? Ooh. Oh, man. Golden State? That's incorrect. Oh. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, though. Jay in Santa Clarita. Jay, how are you? He, he dropped. Let's go to Leo and Hawthorne. Okay, Leo and Hawthorne. Leo, what up? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm good, Hello. sir. Now that you're on here, we're doing better. Thank you so much for taking the time and for listening to the show. All right, Kobe Bryant hit 12 three-pointers on January 7th, 2003. He set a record. Who did he do that against? What team? Uh, the former Seattle Supersonics. That is correct. Put that man yeah. on hold. Damn. Damn. I like the I way just, he said former. I, lo- I, I mean, with authority. I love yeah, it. Total confidence. I right. love he it. Knew. I love it. He All knew. right, we got one more. Daryl in Long Beach. Daryl, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, so sir. Good, man. Good. Pressure's on, doing? man. Pressure's yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. I got the mock sales. Oh, you got some mock sales? <laughs> yeah, they, they got them at Sam's and all Costco sellers. Wait, what? They what? have oxtail at yeah. Sam's and Costco? Yeah. For Hell sure. no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you win. All the stuff. I got to find them out. <laughs> Yo, he just gave it to you. <laughs> so you don't we're have to go to John's. You can, we're, you we're can go to Costco for oxtail. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Well, that. well, I mean, no, we go to John's, too, if we have to. You know, support John's, you know. Mm. Uh, all right. So here we go. You ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right. When Kobe Bryant scored 81 points against the Toronto Raptors, who is the player, the primary defender he scored the most points against? Oh, wow. Mm. It's actually oh, not that hard. Vince Carter. 
No, it's incorrect, no. though. Damn, we should have no. left you on the oxtail, though. Vince Thank was you. gone by then. Thank you for the oxtail, Daryl, though. The oxtail tip. We appreciate you. So we're down to two. Right? We're down to two. Um, we got Sonny, right? And we got Leo, right? So let's go to Sonny first. Sonny, how are you? Good. All right. That 81-point game, who was the primary defender he scored most of his points against for the Toronto Raptors? Uh, that was Jalen Rose. That is correct. It is Jalen Rose, our colleague here at ESPN. All right, we got uh, Leo back on, right? Leo, what's up? You ready? Right. I'm right here. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let me see. Kobe's favorite Shakespearean play is. No, stop that. All right, on December 20th, 2005, Kobe <laughs> managed to. Really? Listen, listen. Oh, shut up, man. Come on. Uh, you, have, you were pausing looking for a question. Uh, I was filling in the space. I was looking for a good one, okay? Uh, uh, I was filling space. Uh, uh, I was filling uh, space. Dude, okay. the, guy, the okay. guy came up with Macbeth. That was brilliant. What, what was year good. did Kobe Bryant make his first All-Star Game appearance? Ooh. That would be 1990. Come on. 99? No! Oh, so close. Oh, so close. Leo. Damn it, it was 98. Yes. Uh, Sonny and <laughs> He was Pondale. the youngest ever. He is the youngest ever. Sonny and Pondo, you are the last man standing. You win the book, man. Congratulations. And yes, you sir. Are Thank in you, guys. The running. You are in the running for the autographed Kobe basketball. So congrats, man. Hey, can I give a quick shout-out to you guys? Yeah, man. I just want to thank you guys. You guys have been helping us get through this past year, and everything's been very difficult. So I just want to send you guys your, your flowers while you're here, and thank you guys for everything. Well, thank Thanks, you, man. Brother. That's very nice appreciate of you, it, man. Sonny. Appreciate oh, man. that, okay? All right, man. You be good. Thank you. Hold on. Put that man on hold. Give the man his book and let him know, you know, to be ready on Friday just in case he wins that autographed yeah. basketball. That is throw nice. in some you oxtails know. for him, too. Yeah, give, yeah, throw in some oxtails. Just put it on, put it on the company card for some uh, from Costco, you know? Uh, but um, it is, you know, it's funny you say that, right? Because we were talking about Kenny Mayne yesterday, right? And uh, I actually listened to a really funny podcast with Kenny Mayne today. Uh, Dan Lebetard had him on. And... We don't do that enough. Where, when, like, you know, I always say this about Stuart Scott specifically, LZ. You know, you and I have had that conversation multiple times. Where, you know, Stuart got a lot of love after the fact, right? Like right. when we knew he was probably going to die, right? That's the reality of it. Um, we don't do that for people enough. And I, I look, I'm not saying you need to like show us love every day, but it is nice. Like it is nice, you know. And and I, I think that in general, not just to us, I'm just saying we don't do that to people who deserve that, like people in our lives that deserve that, whether it's people that aren't famous or people that are famous, you know? No, you're, you're right. I, I mean, but COVID, to your point, has taught us to do that better. Yeah, I wrote a, an op-ed um, when Cicely Tyson passed for the mm-hmm. Times, and this was on the heels of, obviously, you know, last year with Chadwick Boseman right. passing. I did his, op, uh, his appreciation as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was very interesting to your point was how much love Chadwick was receiving for his abilities afterwards posthumously right and I was really happy that Hollywood particularly black Hollywood gave Cicely her flowers while she was alive you know and it makes all the difference when the people whose shoulders were standing on get acknowledged for standing there (laughs) you know when they can hear us so yeah, man, it's I'm I'm glad brother man gave us our flowers and we should all just try to make that just a natural part of our everyday life as we come out of this quarantine because there's a lot of us who didn't make it, man. Yeah. You know what? Sure. That's right. And you can do it real easy, by the way. I notice I've been doing it a lot myself. Like I find myself just being more friendly than ever before. I don't know about yeah. the rest of you guys, but I'm yeah. serious. Like everywhere I go, I'm like trying to make eye contact. Hey, how you doing? Or hey, thank you very much. Or wow, really nice to see you. And it's not saying that I was not a friendly person. I'm just saying that I think I feel like I'm going out of my way to be a little extra friendly. So to the caller who called and said that, hey man, we appreciate it because radio's intimate like that, you know. And if you're staying home for a long time and you're hanging out with us every day, that's very cool. Yeah, I totally agree, man. So thank you so much. And do it to somebody. Say something nice to someone. All right, we got to go to break, and we still didn't talk about sports. So look, LeBron's not playing tonight. Uh, he's going to play against Houston. Okay, so there you go. We gave you, you the sure? update. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Woj said it, so I believe it. So that's how it works. So we got overrated, underrated, properly rated. We'll do two questions of that, and then we will do some sports on the back end of that because I do feel like there is a, uh, again, there's a discussion I want to get into about coaching, 
okay, particularly in the NBA and how much it actually matters, right? And, and there's a great story by Howard Beck and SI about it this, this, after, or this morning that I read that I thought was really just interesting based on just kind of uh, the way the history of the league has gone. So we'll get into some of that. Um, it'll be great for you guys to kind of get involved with us too. We'll do all that in about three and a half minutes, 710 ESPN. Thanks as always, Chris. All right, so we're going to start here, and I think this is a good question for LZ. Uh, the trailer for Venom, There Will Be Carnage, was released today. Carnage was always a really cool villain in the Spider-Man universe that I loved because he was just insane. And Woody Harrelson is playing the role of Carnage. Will this be overrated, underrated, Wait, or properly what? rated? Hmm? What? Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson is playing Carnage. And it is it is a Marvel production as well. It is not Sony. Okay. All right. Okay. You don't seem to love that. Well, I... I, I don't um i mean he can play crazy what'd you say he can play crazy no no of course he can play crazy i mean crazy is definitely right up his alley what are we talking about here (laughs) but um you know i didn't appreciate the rewriting of venom's um backstory to accommodate for the movie though i understand why it needed to be rewritten um so i'm just concerned that we're getting a little far away from the comics um, which is why people love these characters to begin with. But I trust Marvel. The last time I was disappointed by a Marvel movie, I think it was like Dark World, Thor's Dark World, which I'm sure if you were to talk to them quietly behind closed doors, they would also be tell you they're disappointed in it. So I'm going to just assume that it's all going to work out because I have a very difficult time finding the opportunities or the times when it didn't work out. So uh, yeah. I'm going to say properly rated um, because I have faith in the Marvel universe and that's just pretty much the deal. You know, I'm going to say overrated because I feel like Woody Harrelson is kind of kind of pushing an age barrier here, like where he's I don't know how old you guys think Woody Harrelson is to be like a villain. I guess, you know, on the other hand, I look, I look back, Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson. Um I don't know. I mean, How Woody Harrelson's got to be close to sixty by now. I would He's think 59. so too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's, I'm hesitating for a reason, <laughs> you know. And I'm just sort of like, ah, all right. But you know, when they, when Chris Evans was first mentioned as Captain America, many of us who are, you know, Marvel fans were concerned because of you know what happened with the, the you know the the Fantastic Four, right? Um, and he turned out to be absolutely brilliant as Captain right. America. Yeah, it so, worked out great. Yeah, right. so. Uh, all right, next. All right, so we've talked about Dev Patel a bunch, especially last week. As well week. we should. Right. And yes. I said, and and how much you all liked him. I do, do like him. Yeah, he has some great hair, not too. as much as I do. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I've seen all his movies is what I'm saying. I've seen yeah. all of, course, of his movies. Of course that's what you meant. So in an interview for his upcoming movie, The Green Knight, which I'm sure you'll be seeing, he was asked how his hair looks so great and responded with, if I told you my hair tip, you'd laugh. It's Cetaphil Moisturizer. After I finished moisturizing my face, I rubbed the rest of it in my hair. I came with it. I came up with it from sheer laziness. So, George, is this hair secret overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Okay. So, what was the first ingredient? I missed Set, that it's, part. It's, it's the fill moisturizer. You know the brand, Cetaphil. Yeah. Right. That's it. Oh, like the one in the little blue, uh, blue and green bottles. Right. Yes, the blue is the, the washer. Bottle, washer the your face, top, and the yeah. green is the is the yeah. cream. Right. Yeah. Um. So he just puts that in his hair. That's, and that's it. it. That's it. That's it. That's the product. Yep. I got a ton of that stuff at the house. I should just try that. Um, I would say if it's a life hack, if it truly does work, then it's underrated because I'm all about life hacks, right? Like if I'm already using one thing for for something, if I can use it for multiple purposes, I'm all in on that. I'm going to go with properly rated only because I don't know if I'd have the courage immediately to find out at first if the Cetaphil lotion actually works in the hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would look at it and go, okay, that's lotion. It's white. It's creamy. Yeah, but I'm going to rub it all over myself. lotion is a little watery, I feel like. Mm, I don't know. I feel like that's the soap. I feel like the soap is watery and the, the creamy stuff is creamy. I don't know if I'd put it in my hair. But his hair does look good. Maybe I'll try it. It does. Elsie, you're the one with actually these. has to do, work with, do a lot more work with your hair than the rest of us. So Keep doing these NC-17 descriptors of his hair, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. A, that's why I had to ask what the ingredient was because it was. It was a little like the the description was very. Um, 
just let's going just call in, it descriptive. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was going. In. I'm gonna say this response from Dev is overrated. He's got good genes, man. He's a beautiful man. He is a good looking man. Yes. Yeah. So he probably could just put spit in his hair and probably would look like that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. All right. That's overrated, underrated, properly rated. Real quick, let me ask you this. As this segment is brought to us by our friends at Can Infiltration, uh, let me ask you this question. So Howard Beck wrote a story in SI. It's a good story. It's a good read about the NBA and its history with star players and coaches, right? You know, he goes back to the days of, you know, we were talking about the other day, right? Like Pat Riley and, and Magic and that relationship or whatever. And, you know, it goes through kind of the history of the league, right? Tim Duncan and Pop, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he, when he points out, you know, with LeBron, right? Like he and, and kind of what's happening in Brooklyn, right? Where they handpicked Steve Nash. Um he, he wonders, are coaches with stars as valuable as they once were? And I would just say, I mean, look, this is just my personal opinion. I'd love to get your thoughts on it, and we can open it up to the audience, too, at 877-710-ESPN. I think that's a case-by-case basis. You know what I mean? Because I think LeBron is probably an outlier for a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I don't want to, even though Steve is a rookie, you know, I, I think point guard is a lot like catcher in baseball where, you know, I feel like a lot of the great managers in baseball were catchers. Not all of them, but a lot of them, right? Um, and I feel like point guard, because you're the quarterback of the team in a lot of ways, um, there have been a lot of good coaches who were point guards. So, you know, I don't want to completely dismiss Steve as someone who can't be a good coach. So I, I just think that that's a little bit of a stretch for me. I, I still think the ultimate is having a star player with a star-level type coach, you know? Yeah, I think of it like the – like the voice. You know, do you want to have someone who could really sing, be your coach, or would you rather have Blake Shelton be your coach so you can, like, shine and not have to worry about your coach's big personality and big career overshadowing yours? Right. I'm sure what in tennis you- there's a lot of that with, like, Boris Becker and people like that, right? Well, Boris got with Joker, you know, after Joker had begun to win some. Okay. So that 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 dynamic, I mean, you're 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 really close, um, but Joker had already kind of he'd already made bust onto no, the scene. A, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So, um, but you know, some other situations, you know, like I know Martina Navratilova has some difficulties being a coach for for players. You know, right. um, I I really think it's a to your point a case by case thing. But you you're know? saying, but you're saying, George, that that when you look at LeBron, and he's won titles with amongst three different, different coaches, coaches. Right. right that the question is can a star player overcome coaching no 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 overcome means that the coaches are bad that's not that's right. not, that's what not the, yeah that's what not the what question is here. yeah let me let me try and rephrase no, no, no. it okay yeah um can a star player win without being coached let me rephrase it. Not to say. Yeah, you got to help me with that one. Well, what I'm saying is, let me ask you guys a question. Does, does let, let me just tell you what the story said, and then yeah. you can address it that yeah, way. Instead of ahead. you having to guess. No, no, no. Wait, let, let's just make this simple. Like, let's yeah. just cut to the chase. Basically, the story is asking, are we seeing the end of the days of the, of the pairings of star coaches with star players because of this trend with LeBron and what we're seeing with the Brooklyn guys, even though they haven't won anything yet? But what I would say to that is this, like, you know, LeBron got Eric Sprolstra when he was a baby. You know what I'm saying? And and certainly they helped each other in so, in a lot of ways because Eric got LeBron to play uh, the power forward position, which he was reluctant to play his entire career. Um, and LeBron obviously helped Eric win his first couple of titles. And Eric has is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Like, there's no question about that. But he didn't. He wasn't a Hall of Fame coach when he had LeBron. Is what I'm saying. So uh, I think that's the question: Is do you need the pairing of like? The Pat Riley and Magic Johnson or Popovich and Duncan, or are those days done? Or is LeBron particularly an outlier is the question. I, I, think, I think those days are done. And, and I'll, I'll start off by saying the reason I think those days are done is, I mean, just show me now who you would consider to be a superstar name coach that's like a Phil Jackson or a Popovich. Like, who do you look around the NBA and say, that guy's a superstar? Head coaching. Um, I still think there are a few. I still well, think that Doc Rivers is a superstar, right? I, I think that he's got a bit – Steve Kerr has got three championships. Yes, um, okay, he, that's a great example. Steve Kerr is a perfect example. 
you, you think know, Steve Kerr's a great coach when they're winning championships, and since injuries have hit their team, they haven't they haven't done anything, obviously, right? So well, but I mean right. that was one year basically. And this year they're in they're in the mix. In you know here. they've got one player like or two one and a half two players like that's all they've got on their roster. I'm saying Steve at, looked West. like a much better coach a few years ago when they were winning titles well, than he does nobody, right now. Now he looks but, like he's but, kind of babysitting. Right, but nobody wins without good talent. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't happen either. You know? I mean, look, the best example of winning with what people thought was marginal talent or exceeding expectations was last year when in the finals, when we saw the Heat go to the finals, right? Like they beat teams that they were not favored against pretty much every time out. And you know, Blake Shelton really wins the voice a lot, <laughs> despite not having the best voice. Um, do you think there's star coaches in the NBA now, LZ? Um, I mean, Pop is clearly still one. Well, it depends on what you mean by star. Because I don't believe there are any coaches right now in the NBA that was the star that Riles and Phil Jackson. No, those was. days are probably behind us. Yeah, so, but I think that there are guys who could be like Eric Spolster is going to be a lifer at that place. Yeah, but Steve he's Kerr not a star. is going to be Steve. Steve Kerr. Well, mm, basketball people love him. Yeah, basketball like, people, but I mean a star. Like Pat oh, you're Riley saying a was star a star. As in like a yeah, star Pat as Riley in was like a star. Regular people will know who he is. is exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. No, he's not there are player. stars yeah. uh, in you know in football, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Gruden, it, even though we don't think. Yeah, he's that ex- great exactly. Coach. I mean, right. there are stars, right? So, does the NBA currently have stars? I would say the closest we have right now to stars are Doc, Pop, and and um, and Kerr. Because they're what they're just outspoken. Because their media presence extends beyond the basketball court like they're the kind of people who get invites to sit down with Colbert right like that that's what I mean by star and so I think the league still has like three stars but they but the NBA is still full of NBA star coaches do you think coaching matters in the NBA? I'll let, just yeah, answer course. that question. I, wait, wait. Well, you, I was going to say the answer on the other well, side. Well, I, I didn't want to uh, pretend like I was going to have to think about it. I mean, it's fine, but we could have just... <laughs> My answer is not as much, but yeah, let's dig deeper. All right, okay. do your not as much on the other side. We could do that at not as much on the other side. And speaking of John Gruden, oh boy, they've got the frills in Las Vegas for the Raiders. We'll tell you what that's all about. There's not... Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another show in this city giving you that. I'll tell you that. That is proprietary content right there. <laughs> yeah, apologies to my rabbi in advance for the oxtail. Sorry, rabbi, it sounded good. I had to try it. I mean, yeah, why not? Um, real quick, LZ, you're going to love this. You ready? So the Hollywood Bowl is going to reopen, as we talked about the other day. And Christina Aguilera is going to be one of the concerts. And they're having a Black Panther concert there, like from the mo- the soundtrack of the movie. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. No. There we go. LZ, there you are. Uh, I right. was saying that uh, you would love this. The Hollywood Bowl, as we talked about the other day, is reopening. And they uh, – they, so they have – Christina Aguilera is going to perform soon, hmm. but they're also doing a soundtrack of Black Panther performance there as well. Is SZA going to be there? I don't know. I, I didn't get into specifics. Is Kendrick going to be there? Maybe. It's in L.A. Why not? You may hmm. get surprised one day if you get there, you get tickets. But I thought the Grand- the Oscars were in L.A. and they didn't show up to perform. Well, yeah, there's that. I don't know, man. I'm just putting it out there for you, man. You don't have to ask. Why you guys ask me so many damn questions? Because you're trying to get me to the Hollywood Bowl and I'm trying to make sure folks going to be there. Okay, have you ever well, heard that phrase, know. who all there? I don't know. I heard we out here. Yeah. No, we, who all there is the question you ask when someone gives you an invitation to something. Who all coming? Who all there? Right. So all I'm asking, George, is who all there? Well, it says here, uh, Christina Aguilera, July 16th and 17th. 
Ladisi singing Nina Simone, July 24. Ooh. James. Wait, what? James. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. doing Nina Simone. Yeah, yeah. July 24. Oh, yeah. James Blake, September 25th. Uh, cool in the gang, July 3rd and 4th. What up? Wow, cool July 3rd and 4th. Yeah. Wow, I mean, that yeah, yeah. seems like that's a, that seems like a pretty good date right there. That's a Saturday and a Sunday night, as I recall. Right. Favorite Cool in the Gang song that is not Celebration. Oh. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, LZ. I shouldn't mm. be because you were excited. So if you're telling me you're going to see Cool in the Gang we're waiting for Celebration I mean, all no, night, no, we got I problems. Actually, Jungle no, no, Boogie's pretty surprised. awesome, isn't it? Like, I'm kind of surprised. Like, really? They got the Hollywood Bowl on July 3rd and 4th? That's kind of a surprising date for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle. I mean, I just I mean, saw the other day. I saw. Name a song is what's happening there. I saw the. Uh, I saw the Beach Boys are starting to play stadiums this summer. I'm like, wait, what? The Beach Boys just, in stadiums. How did you just gentrify our conversation about Cooler Gang with the Beach Boys? Oh, because I was making the point that I don't think that these kinds of groups demand this sort of venue on these particular. Well, but kinds the Hollywood Bowl small. It's not that big. No, but it's in a prestigious place. I'm just surprised that like right. a much bigger, more contemporary act is not playing. Is there multiple people with Cooler Gang? Or is it just uh, cool? I don't know. No, it's and just, I don't mean just, cool and then the gang. I mean oh. like other groups. No, I don't know. It just says cool in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you, when you hustling like that, you, you make it work the way you can make it work. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. How They'll be there like, for the big fireworks show, you know, so. There you yeah. Go. Um, how about, I think we played this song a couple days ago. We were talking about when uh, Marcus Saul called himself the wolf, and I went on an entire, you know, tangent about, uh, about Pulp Fiction. How about Jungle Boogie? How about that's a pretty good? I just said good... that. You didn't hear me? No, I, I missed that. I said it like 10 minutes ago. Did not hear it one bit. <laughs> Usually we talk over each other and I can't hear a word you're saying. Oh, yeah. I did say Jungle Boogie. Oh, yeah. Actually. Okay. And then, How about and then I Hollywood repeated saying Jungle Boogie and then I actually started to sing Jungle Boogie. Yeah. Jungle Boogie. No, you did uh, not. Uh, no, I did. You did? I didn't hear that either. <laughs> it was very what, brief. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this whole three way system from different places, man, is. is, uh, Yo, is, is her is performing? Oh, that's nice. Who a little yo yo ma? Yo, yo, ma, man, that is for real. Like you That's are, you got to be, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I respect it. You know what I'm saying? That's what That's I'm all saying. Right. Yeah. I'm glad this is the sign that things are, whoa. What? Hold the hell up. What happened? The princess bride is going to be in concert. Yeah. You got me talking about cool in the gang and you're sitting on the lead. The princess bride is going to be in concert. Prince this Bride is little, inconceivable. I mean, the movie's a little overrated to me personally, but it's okay. What? Yeah, remind not, me to no. cut you when we get back in studio, yeah, George, because yeah, I may nah, forget because of all the pot that I smoke. I, so I just mean, remind it's, me. It's, just, <laughs> it's not that good a movie, in my opinion, is what I You mean. know what? With a yeah. big blade, too, because you keep yeah. digging in deeper. So make sure that I don't have a little pocket knife. Like, it needs to yeah. be like a butcher knife. You need yeah. to yeah. feel this. I'm I, like what, some shank, what do you, you mean it's overrated as a movie? Um... I just it's don't got love Andre it. the Giant in it, I, and I loved wrestling as a kid, and I loved Andre the Giant. I love I like the movie. It just I don't feel like it translates now to me. Like, I just, just watched it. I last liked it as weekend. a kid. I, I don't like it as an adult. I literally just watched it last weekend and was laughing my ass off. Now I was high. Yeah. Okay. I was high, and I tend to laugh at you know paint drying when it's when I'm high, but. <laughs> I remember, and I hadn't seen The Princess Bride in years. I remember all the lines, all the yeah. scenes. I was laughing my ass off. Steve fell asleep. Right. Right, of course he fell asleep. It's not that good a movie as an adult. No, he always falls asleep when he's high. See? That was a trick oh. question. Okay. Well, I anyway. Andre the-, the Giant, though, man. When he would step over the top ring rope and he would wear that singlet and it would come across the one side the of his body. The singlet was yeah. an interesting choice of uh, attire for yeah. someone that I mean, he, large. There is no awesome. question about that. God, have you have you any of you seen the HBO documentary of, of Andre the Giant? Yeah, I did. It I is incredible. It. it is worth the time to watch. It is, is there any footage from the Princess Bride in it? There is some scenes from the Princess Bride or talks what? like they, they talk to people from the Princess Bride. Yes, they did. That was part of the documentary. All righty. Um but they talk about just like his crazy like um like limits it, How about with alcohol. Drinking? Yeah, yeah, right. Like he right. could drink cases. He was such a huge man that he right. could drink cases of beer, of red wine like, too. Yeah, right? like out of the right, right out of the bottle, like right. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Like what? Seven hundred fifty milliliters. Bring that on. No yeah. biggie. Yeah, he was drinking a bottle of wine like most people would drink a beer. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean, yeah, and he could pound you know twelve bottles of red wine in a night, no problem. Yeah. 
All right, what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times, because Laura's not here. I'll do this because Greg was not prepared to do this. Nope. Right, Greg? Oh. Yep, you, it's I was fine. not. I love that you cop to this. I love the new Greg that cops to things. Like, I, I do. I appreciate it. Well, he didn't um, cop to things it. until he started getting caught. Remember yesterday? <laughs> oh, I had something. Well, I, was, I admitted it, though. Uh, he did admit it to me. He was going to... After you got has, caught? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything on my own. Well, don't act like you admit it after you got caught. That's like saying I'm sorry because you got caught. I got caught here, too, and I'm admitting it. Dude, even Mason and Ireland were busting his balls earlier today. They were like, wait, you used a question from our show on the SLK show? Like, come on, Greg. And Greg told them, hey, look, they said give me one more, and I didn't have one more. So I went back to what I had in the bank, and they gave him a hard time. So what, uh, what you need to know is this today. All right. So we all know that the NBC studios are here in Burbank. And w- maybe, at least it was my favorite soap opera when I did watch soap operas. I don't watch a lot of soap operas. I did in college because I had downtime. Uh, and I used to watch Days of Our Lives. Which I love Days of Our Lives. At the Burbank studios here in L.A. at NBC. And it is renewed for seasons 57 and 58. So the next couple of years will be 57 and 58. And here's the deal. What I find strange, and Jorge can back me up on this. So, like, Spanish novelas are not, they don't go, like, forever. They go for, like, a season or two, max. And that's it. They, like, they they move on to a new thing. But, like, American soap operas, yo, this thing, I mean, it's crazy. Like, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, these things, they go on and on and on and on and on. Um what, this was mine, though. I never watched GH. I didn't watch any of those other ones. Days of Our Lives because it was, the, it was like the silliest, campiest bleep I could find, and it was just too ridiculous. Okay? And it was on every day, and, and, and you could get into their lives every day. And I'll Super say this. easy. Right. I bet you right now, I have yeah. not watched Days of Our Lives in 20 years. I right. can turn it on and figure it out in a day or I'll two. I'll tell you exactly what's going on right now, and I haven't seen it in 20 years either. Marlena is still having problems with Roman. Um, Roman is still, we're not sure if he's John Black or if he's really Roman. Um, Bo and Hope are still traveling the no, world on a no boat way. somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you right Sammy. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. there's some, I could turn it on right now and I guarantee it's the exact same people, exact same characters, exact same actors, I'll bet you. Right. And, well, there's probably some new ones in there, too. But, but yeah, the, the mainstays are there. And that, that is wild. LZ, what was your go-to soap opera? Um, I did primetime soap operas. I okay. didn't do the daytime You do the ones. daytime? So, like, Dynasty, yeah. Dallas, the Kobe's. But I didn't do any daytime um, soap operas. Oh, you missed out, man. Because daytime soap operas, are compared to nighttime soap operas, are like, it's like Nightline in 2020 to, like... But- but Jerry you Springer. In school? <laughs> well, in college. Were you in school? In college. Oh, you were watching this in college? Yeah, man. It was on at like 11 in the morning or whatever. So, like, you know, in between classes, there'd be a bunch of people sitting around, like, you know, they'd have TVs around campus and people would just be huddling around and just watching Days of Our Lives. Man, the only, I'm trying to remember, outside of the OJ trial. <laughs> oh, definitely during the OJ trial. I remember I'm where trying I was to remember. For the well, I'm trying to remember the last time I sat around watching television in college during the day. And I think the OJ trial might have been it, and it just yeah. happened to be on in the oh, student lounge. Man. When I went to school, every day there'd be mo- there'd be TVs in different lounges across the campus, and people would be huddled up and watching soap operas, man, in between classes. Hey, the, the Days of trial, Our Lives was one of them. The OJ trial was nice. a great daytime soap opera, though, and I watched I mean, yeah. every second Ooh. I could. And when I even had to leave my house to get my car, I would find it on radio. Oh, yeah. It was such That's a why I heard the verdict. Deal. Yeah. It was such Dude. a big deal that they were actually, like, stations who at Christmas time go to Christmas music. They, this is going to the OJ trial because everybody in America was transfixed on it. So give up daily programming and go to the OJ trial. Yeah, the gasp I, I, that rippled through the commons, the student commons, when he was acquitted. And I went to a PWI. So you can just imagine what that commons area looked like. Right. And the gasp, the, <gasps> I felt my body get lifted off the ground and I was <laughs> being hurled towards yeah. the bodies of shocked white students because they were like, meanwhile, I was just like, I was like, huh. And then I just kept it moving. But man, there people broke out in tears and they were like, it was a thing. 
Well, but that was so the last time I watched daytime television in, when I was in college. That was the only was, time I can uh, remember. I was in a McDonald's drive-thru, and I was like, like, I needed to make sure that they gave me my food real quick because I was literally – I didn't even get into the, onto the street. I just went into the parking lot again, into the McDonald's, sat there and listened to it and ate my chicken nuggets. So, yeah. I got yeah. daytime soap operas. I'm telling you right now, I promise you this, that the same people who played these characters on Days of Our Lives – They might be. Marlena, yeah. John Black, all, no, they, Bo, they Hope, yeah. all of them. And, and yeah. the theme – like sands through the hourglass, so yep. are the days of our lives. Yeah, right. I know, etched yep. in my memory. And that is uh, what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. All right, so the Raiders. Did you see this story about the Raiders and what they're doing in the end zone? This is, look. Not getting there? <laughs> <laughs> That's How not their you? problem. Their problem is stopping people from getting there. That's really their, good, their, their bigger problem. Um, but... So it's Vegas, right? Now, this is not the first stadium to do this because in, in the Dolphin Stadium, they have something like this, but not in the, in the end zone. <laughs> like, literally in the end zone, there's going to be, like, a nightclub with bottle service and a DJ or DJs. Um, in the Dolphins, it's in, like, I've been there. It's like a suite. It's Club Live, like the famous mm-hmm. um, club on South Beach. They just have, like, a, they own a part of the stadium, and they do, like, Club Live for Dolphins games. Um, but that's not like we're on the field, basically, where you can see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be on the field, but you get my point. It's going to be behind the end zone, like out in the open for people to see. Now, I guess that'll be fun, but, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, That'd be I, great. Yeah? Well, when, when the announcement first came, you know, years ago, I was on the morning show with Key, you know, saying they need a strip club in there. I think, hey, were you up, with Paul? us then? Or was it Travis at that point? I can't remember. But I do remember saying we need a strip club in that stadium. Like, let's stop messing around and acting like people are coming here for the football because they're not. They're right. coming here to be in Vegas. Right. And let's give them Vegas, baby. Put a strip club up in there. Understand, you know, why that may not be a good idea. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. I get it. So the let's club. Get Diamond on the main stage and the, Cinnamon on the side <laughs> stage. Cinnamon I mean, is on the side stage. Here, here's your choice. You can try to watch the Raiders hold this five-point lead. Or you can go watch Candy. Your choice. Yeah. I mean, you know. The only thing is is that the nightclub vibe on a Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. No, pool party, man. You ever pool been to Encore party, Beach? Man. Come pool on. Party. Yeah, but Everybody wait. parties on a Sunday afternoon. The gays, we call it, you know, tea dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the straights, you guys got pool parties. There was the white parties all There's the time? There was the white parties. Yeah. yeah. On Sundays. Um, yeah. I'm the, the church no. crowd. At a football game, so you're going to recreate. Listen, by the way, I applaud anybody who's coming up with something new. When the Rams were playing in the Coliseum, the end zone closer to downtown was the was it was all hospitality, and it was right, all right because there's no suites in the Coliseum, right? And so that was yeah. their that was their idea. If you go to right. Dallas and you go to Jerry World, he's got a nightclub scene kind of thing happening, so that when the players come right, through in, in like a suite area, right, right, yeah. So, so right. this is this is a very interesting concept. I'm just trying to put myself in that. Th- mode this is of, just the first time that it's out in the open. You know what yeah. I'm saying for everybody to yeah. see. Yeah. Trying to put myself in that mode though, like a kickoff but, is at one o'clock. You know, the but, Raiders are playing the Chargers, and I'm trying to get myself into my club zone in my head. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. So I'll ask you this. Like, is it cooler because, like you said, in Dallas and, like, Miami, they've got it in, like, the suite area. Like, it's like you got to have the right access. Like, like it, you got to get there and, like, get in there. And, and you know that when you walk by that thing that it's hard to get in there. Now, I'm sure it's hard to get in there, too, but you can't be seen. Like, you can – would you rather have the cover of not being able to have – the whole stadium see you or even the cameras or would you want to be seen in that oh, situation dog, i can't be seen like that. that's what i'm saying i can't be seen. that's my thing that. it's what like you do, i don't do? know if i would want to be are seen. are you a divorce lawyer trying to get your clientele built up what you yeah. talking about cameras in the nightclub for in yeah. vegas <laughs> oh no nah, man no. right the whole ca- the whole world when they're panning over to the end zone can see you Right, you got to hope they never score in that end zone, you know? Steve is like, why you keep tipping candy? Yeah. And like, how'd you know I was tipping candy? The camera saw you. Oh, hell. Right. Because that's the thing. In Dallas and Miami, they are inside the stadium. The cameras from the TV cameras can't see that. But in Vegas, you're going to be out in the open, and if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the NFL, man. 20, 20 million people watch every game pretty much. So, like, people are going to see you. You know how hard it is to tell Amanda you're sick if she sees you in the club on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Greg's not going to go for it, and he's the only one on the radio watching like the Raiders games, and he'll find out. 
Nah, no cameras. I think they're yeah. going to have table games in the stadium when, when they open it up. And no, they can't have the – they can't. They can't. They can't, really? But but I think that they um, – I think eventually they should, but, uh, yeah, you're, they can't yet. No. You think the Oakland A's are going to follow the Raiders to Las Vegas as now there's more talk about how they're not going to get a ballpark and they may not be able to stay in Oakland? That would be what i do. It's like the Raiders left and went to Vegas. You already oh, got listen, a hockey team. He, he, here's what I will tell you. Vegas – I mean, they've got a successful minor league baseball team there that people actually go watch. Um, so I think Vegas will get an MLB team and an NBA team soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, um, they're about to get a baseball team. If you can figure about Oakland, right? That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you get, you can get, the, they might get the A's and I think eventually an NBA team will be there. I think an NBA team will be in Seattle and Vegas. Those will be the next two spots. Yeah. Pretty surprised though, that the NBA might be the fourth pro sports league to get to Vegas when we think of them as kind of being the most progressive league. And the NHL beat everybody there. The NFL followed, which kind of surprised everybody. And, and now just the talk of Major League Baseball and the possibility of the Oakland A's going to Vegas. The NBA might be fourth, last, to, well, to Vegas. You, a talent they've owned, really. There's also the Vegas Aces. They're, they've been there, too. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, their WNBA they have, team is actually. They have the yes. MVP of the league. Yeah, Bill yeah. Lamb- and Bill Lambeer is their coach, and right? Billy Lambeer. Yeah. Yeah. Who still can't get an NBA job, but man, can he coach the women? He really can coach. He like, really he's done can a fantastic coach. job there. I don't yeah. know what the NBA is doing, but all he does is win championships in the WNBA. I would kick that tire like an MO. Yeah. yeah, maybe that gets back to the article that George was talking about earlier. You know, are coaches as valued in the NBA today like they once were in generations past? And you wonder, could a Bill Lambeer coach a bunch of superstars, a bunch of multi-gazillionaires who don't perhaps want to be coached or want to do their own thing or want to make their own decisions versus coaching the women where the game is more fundamental, if you will. I wonder. Well, I think it Maybe. really is just about him being a prick when he was a player. And right, guys revenge. didn't like him. I think yeah, that, that's part of it. This is just revenge. Yeah. That's For all. sure. For sure. I think that's part of it. Hey, the Dodgers didn't lose yesterday. They also didn't play. So there's <laughs> that part of the equation. But. Um, we can get into the Dodgers a little bit. Um, and uh, let's get into th- – this is a – there is a conspiracy theory out there about the Lakers. I'm, I'm going to get to that. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, yeah. Final segment for us. Sleeo and Michael coming up. I'm surprised Michael hasn't barged in on our conversation today. He He left? He left a while ago, yeah. Oh, oh, because it's a home game. That's why. Oh, that's right. I thought it was reminding him of home. Yeah. Yeah. He, especially in the Bahamas. Yeah, for sure. And he grew up in Miami, too. There's plenty of oxtail uh, out there. Uh, so let me ask you guys this question. Okay. The Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about concern yesterday. Okay. But, you know, Trevor Bauer was pretty vocal the other day when they lost. And he, he, he did not seem happy. He's, look, I, I, you know, granted, he was upset with his own performance, although he did play well. He did pitch better after giving up those runs. But he's like, man, I came here to win. We need to turn this thing around. Um, do you get the sense that perhaps something is wrong? Like, we've been talking about, like, what's happening on the field. But do you get any sense, and maybe this is just me, again, recklessly speculating. But do you get the sense that maybe not everything is right inside? Because it's easy to be fun and have fun and be on the same page when you're winning. But I'm curious because this team hasn't had this kind of um, – Issues dating back at least several years, right, LZ? Remember that one September they were brutal uh, after going into the playoffs? That's the year they, they ended up playing the Astros in the World Series. Yeah. But they they were like 5-15 and 15 in that stretch too, if I recall correctly. And there was a lot of questions then. So there, there are some guys that have dealt with a month like that. But, you know, there's newer players here. There's young players on this roster uh, that weren't here back then when they had that awful stretch. Like, do you think at any point that this stuff – becomes maybe perhaps an issue inside the clubhouse? I don't think so. Um, 
one, the core guys who went through those rough patches are still there, including Dave Roberts, obviously. But more importantly, too, you know, these guys had lives before they were winning championships with the Dodgers. And whether it's in minor league on the way up or on another team, I'm sure they've all experienced this kind of lull before. Like, there's no way that this isn't like the NBA when a guy is used to winning in high school and won a championship the one year he played in college and now he's on a bad team and he's confused about what's happening. Now, in baseball, you get plenty of opportunity to lose a whole lot of games and figure it out because even in the minors, you know, the, 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 the road is long, the seasons are, you know, taxing, and you're going to go through these periods. So I think they're battle-tested. It's hard to say, though. It really is hard to say because there are, there are a mix of new personalities. And I'll give you an example, George, because I know what you're saying about, you know, you're, you're not speculating that there are problems. You're just wondering out loud, like, is there a chemical mixture inside of the clubhouse that hasn't worked thus far that leads a team to go 13-2 and two to start the season and then 5-15 and 15 thereafter? So here's one thing, though. We talked about this the other day. When the Dodgers lost to the Angels, or actually when the Dodgers beat the Angels, um, they had a huge lead, and Kershaw and Dave Roberts were pissed after the game because they felt like the Angels, rather than coming up and bunting their way onto base, when you're down 11 nothing, you swing. You don't bunt in that situation. You know, it's Clayton Kershaw and Dave Roberts love to enforce the rules, the unwritten rules, you know, especially when it's happening to them. On the other hand, no one ever says anything like, you know what we really like? We like it when Trevor Bauer closes his eye and pitches. We think that's kind of funny. We don't, we don't think that's, you know, bad for the game or, or, you know, we don't think that's going to cause problems with the other team. Or We think he pitches better, actually, with just one eye. So what I'm getting at is Bauer is a new personality to this clubhouse, to this organization. I'm not saying that, that there's problems inside. I'm just taking a stab here. I'm just guessing out loud. But he's a new personality. He's a whole different breed of character that they've had on this team and so i just wonder he's got a new school mentality and dave and kershaw have kind of an old school mentality i don't think that's what leads to five wins in 20 games no I, no I i'm wonder. not saying that's the impetus of any of this no 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 i agree yeah but i but i wonder i do wonder about the mixture of personalities in a clubhouse hey look if you're the dodgers now's a great time to try and get it all together because for everybody that's been chasing and san francisco's got the lead and san diego's right there too I'm sure you guys saw the story, but Tatis has tested positive for COVID and he's out for like the next 10 days to two weeks. Right. So that's a big deal. Like the Padres, in other words, this is your time. If you're the Dodgers, like, come on, let's turn this thing around right now. We've right. had all the bad luck. Bad luck is happening to the teams that are chasing us, or in this case are ahead of us. Yeah. I, I, I think that again, as I said yesterday, 80% of the way of the season, but here, here's the thing. That 80% still to go. My thing is just that as time goes by, if the wins don't come, that's when the true test of the clubhouse happens, right? As the season progresses and you just kind of see. Because, look, when you're winning, it's easy to have fun. When, when you're not winning at the clip, you're expected to win and the pressure starts to mount because there's a, I've already heard whispers of it. Of, oh, yeah, I know they've been really good, but, you know, they won in one of those 60-game seasons, you know? So it's like you don't want to hear that stuff. And that stuff, look, you don't know how people react to that kind of criticism, LZ. No. Whether it's warranted or not, you know? No, you don't. But, again, like this is a mentally tough team, a team that had to keep his chin up after finding out that they, to your point, was cheated out of a possible World Series against Houston. A team that has been snake bitten by injuries, unexplicable, you know, abandonment by their bats, you know, bullpen, Kenley's, you know, struggles, people booing, you know, Dave Roberts, he's being blasted in the media. Like, this team has been through a lot. Right. And the, they're the core still guys. standing. Yeah. The core guys, and they're still standing. So they certainly aren't gonna let a little twenty game stretch unravel everything that they've built up in those hardships. So I you know, I hear what you're saying, Cap, that Trevor is a different personality. That is true. But I don't care if you have a different personality or no personality. The leadership of that of that clubhouse is is solid. Solid. 
And if you're a problem, you know, they'll, they have ways of, of addressing it in that, in that, in that space. Yeah. And you know, look, everybody has a different approach to things and addressing things in times of distress. And, you know, look at, uh, Jennifer uh, Lopez and Ben Affleck, right? We may have better for no, Ben. No, I don't want. No, I don't want to look at that. I don't want. No. What do you mean? No, you, you don't want to use that as an example. People are saying to. they that their chemistry is un, unmatched, even better than it was before the first time. Elsa. Oh, really? Who's saying this? Alex and J Lo. People Magazine. <laughs> oh, you literally mean like people, like in people. Yeah, people. people. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, I don't care if they want to get back together. Listen, who hasn't T voted, right? <laughs> oh wow. What? Is this not TiVo? Is this not a TiVo relationship? Mm -hmm. They watched the show, 17 years passed, and Jennifer said, Padoop, and went back and watched it again. Is this not what's happening? Wow. It could be different. It's not like they were cast in a movie and reignited the chemistry organically. Right. They just happened to be single at the same time. Both and getting out of relationships. To, and the way that Ben Affleck likes to operate on some of these dating apps, you know he sent her a video. <laughs> said, hey, it's me. It's really me this time. Is Diddy still around? Because I couldn't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he left. He's like, yo, I got to go. This is ridiculous. This George, hit us stuff. with this uh, with this Lakers conspiracy before we get out of here. Oh, tonight. I'm so curious. the Lakers conspiracy is they're trying to avoid the Clippers. In the first round, oh, which you know, listen. No, I uh, no, I'm I not going to sit here on the Lakers station know. to spread Clipper lies. I don't know. Let them spread their lies on their own the radio round? station. Do you want to see no, them in the first round? That's not the question you ask. The question you asked was, do those grown ass men at Staples, who are about to face the Knicks, do they want to do whatever they can to try to avoid the Clippers in the first round? I'm just like, it don't work like that. Look, I, I think that this time of year, the last three or four games, there is a lot of jockeying for position, both put moving up for reasons you want to move up and moving down for reasons you want to move down. There are a lot that you know that happens. If we're trying to avoid the Clippers, then we've already lost this city. Okay. The day that the Los Angeles Lakers, the day the Los Angeles Lakers are operating to avoid the Clippers in the postseason is a sad day in this city. Sad day. Oh, a sad day. Sad. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not disputing that. But I'm just. I'm just saying. I mean, Adele sad. I, I don't. Oh wow! Like over singing Adele sad. Hey, Julie like first album okay. Adele sad. Not when she <laughs> lost weight and got with that brother, and now she all happy and stuff. Listen, I mean, when she was sad. All I'm saying is, it ain't the best matchup for them in the first round with LeBron just coming back from injury. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. LZ Granderson, excellent work as always. You too, brothers. Scott Kaplan, excellent work as always. Much love to all. Uh, Greg and Jorge in for Laura today. Great job. Uh, All right. Sliwa, Michael, pregame. Lakers, Knicks. John and Michael will have the call after that at 730. uh, At 7, excuse me. 710 ESPN. Talk to you tomorrow.